Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. So when you're wanting, when you can really feel that you're chasing the clit orgasm more for a man, if you're going... Now, there's nothing wrong, by the way, with having a clitoral orgasm. And there's nothing wrong with ejaculating. But just keep flowing energy through your body as you're listening. Keep breathing deeply. Don't have to stop when the practice stops. When you don't have choice, that's the problem. And what happens is... We spend the whole lovemaking going for our orgasm. So just like so much else of life, we're chasing goals, right? And we're focusing on outcomes and on the doing. But what we want to do is we want to relax the body and we want to be in the moment of the pleasure so that the dance of sexual energy between two people can be in a mysterious space of unfoldment. Now, this kundalini wave ah, ah, really supports pleasure to spread through the whole body, yeah? And for the ladies, it's like while a man is inside you, if you're feeling that kundalini wave and arching the back and letting energy spread, you will become multi-orgasmic, yeah? And for men, it's not as easy to move so fluidly, and so you might not see it as clearly in the body, but for you too, if you're moving and breathing and sounding, and the best male lovers I've ever had are sounding the whole time that we're making love, as I'm sounding, instead of restricting. And a lot of what people do in the bedroom is they're focused on that outcome and they're tensing the body and the woman's like, oh, I know if I move like this, I'm going to get my clit orgasm and if I get on top of him and I do this or if he's on top of me and he moves in a certain way and it's like only that movement can happen or maybe she's touching herself at the, whole time, at the same time as him fucking her. So first step is take that goal out, yeah? If clitoral orgasm happens, it's fine. If ejaculation happens, it's fine. It's good for a man to practice continence, which means semen retention. And the level to which he practices that is dependent upon his age. It's good for your energy levels. It's good for your sense of power in the world. Reason being that each sperm creates life. So imagine how much life force energy is in one little fish, right? And every time you ejaculate, you're releasing millions of sperm. So when you can, instead of releasing that out, draw it up through the body, you're bringing that vigor and that life force energy and vitality to your body. So a man in his 20s, according to Mantak Chia, once a week is good, yeah? A man in his 30s, once a fortnight. A man in his 40s, once a month. 50s once every few months, because as we get older, our vitality diminishes. So we want to practice as much semen retention as possible to really get that flowing through the body. If you want to know more about semen retention, 
or you want to commit to it as a practice, book a private session with Aaron men and read Muntak Chia's book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man. I don't want to go into it too much now because it's a whole day's teaching in itself. However, something that's good for men and for women, if you are relaxing the body and you're wanting to be more in the moment with your sexuality, but you're getting close, and then you really want to start grinding and tensing up, and that energy is really strong, then you can practice the hollow flute. Yeah? So hollow flute, similarly to what we were doing, it's drawing energy up from the base, but you're using a different breath where it's like you're sipping through a straw, and you're tracking the energy with a lot more, at a slower pace, and with a lot more presence. So just say Aaron's getting close to coming, I'll know that because he'll slow everything down. And you wanna do the hollow flute breath? Yeah. So imagining you're breathing to a straw. So hang on, just do it first without guiding, just okay. as you do when you're making love. He wouldn't use the hand movement, but he's showing you with his hand. So yeah, keep going. <laughs> so he's bringing all that energy up, and he's releasing, he's, he's letting the sound release the energy, and he's bringing it into his heart. But if he just stays in the tension and keeps pumping, right? Obviously, he's just, right, he's just going to blow. If he brings it up, then he's going to circulate that energy through his body. And actually, men can be multi-orgasmic, and you can have much better sex when you don't just blow it all out. Thanks, baby. And I'll, we'll take them through hollow flute in a moment. So I just, I want to talk about my experience as a woman of receiving a man who can practice ejaculatory choice versus experiencing a man who doesn't practice ejaculatory choice. And, and then I'll get Aaron to share what it's like when he makes love to a woman who's circulating the energy instead of chasing the clitoral orgasm. So when a man is thinking that every time he has sex, in order to have an orgasm, he has to blow. I feel like, and so, do, so does every woman I speak to, like I'm just a receptacle for his release. And that everything he's doing to me is just to prepare my body for his cock to go in and have that release. What woman has felt like that before? every woman in the room. And it's also, you know, we're so sensitive to, if you're not expressing and releasing your emotional body, which most of you aren't, right? It means that all of your repressed anger, rage and frustration is going into us. And then, and then we can feel that, right? And I, I realized this, I went to Sedona and I stayed in this wild temple, Baba Deza's temple, for a month. And it was fucking crazy. Tara Lee was there for some of it. Um, and, 
you know, I, I arrived there and everyone was naked. And then I went to get into the jacuzzi and I put my bathers on and they're like looking at me as if I'm a fucking alien. I'm like, can we just get clear right now? I'm not the fucking weird one. I don't even know you guys. Everyone's naked. This was like the beginning of my tantric journey. And they're all just laughing. Then I get into the jacuzzi and Des is like, get your bathers off. I'm like, I'm not getting my bathers off. And then everyone starts touching me. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and, you know, now, of course, I would get into the jacuzzi naked. I probably still wouldn't be okay with everybody touching me. Anyway, just to give you this scene that I was in. And, and one of the temple nights, everyone was making love and we'd just done this big sex magic ritual. And then... I was quite, my pineal gland was quite open just from all of the orgasmic energy that was flowing through me and in the room. And, and so I could really see energy even more than I usually can. And I was witnessing all of the women and as they were being made love to, I could see how their energy was just going in. You know, the man's pumping and she's receiving. And I could just, I, in that moment, I had this realization like, fuck. Whatever these men are feeling, we're taking in. And you could see the difference in the women's bodies of the men in the room who'd been on the tantric journey for a while and who express and release a lot of their emotion. You know, there was this beautiful fluidity and the energy was flowing really clearly. And then the men who were new on the journey and who were like <sighs> getting a lot of their tension out, you could feel the difference in, in the woman's body. So... One suggestion for the women in the room is to do a womb clearing at some stage, you know, and purge all of your lover's energy out of your womb and just send back to them the parts of them that are still in you and then just, like, vibrate your name through your body. Um, there's a blog on the Embodied Awakening Academy called Womb Clearing. There's a part one and part two that goes through all the steps for you. The... Feeling when a man has ejaculatory choice is that there's not, or first of all, there's not pressure for me to have an orgasm or for women to have an orgasm because when a man wants to ejaculate, he's trying to get you off so that he can get off. What women are familiar with that feeling, and that's fucking terrible, right? And then the other feeling is that once a man gets to that point where you know he's going to come and he's pumping really hard, it can get super aggressive. And if he's tensing up and not making sound and just going like this, it, it, it borders on feeling abusive, right? So that's my experience of having had only one lover who really had to have his ejaculation, right? And when you make love to a man who has ejaculatory choice, there is so much more freedom to just be where you are and to experience the pleasure in your body without needing to have an orgasm or to give him an orgasm. And ironically enough, in that space, so much more orgasmic energy flows. He just reminded me of a, uh, a visual in my own brain from many years ago and I was in a Burning Man camp in a tent, in a, I think it was an orgy dome at the, or some, some party, I'm sure those of you have been to Burning Man, but 
I was making love with my partner and we were just having this moment. And within like two or three minutes, I watched, I think three or four men like have their like ejaculation. And all three of these situations, you watch the men ejaculate, then they went, ah, and they just collapsed. And you watch the women in a similar place, I think, I, I don't know if how open my third eye was, but I could see <laughs> energetically what was happening. And there was the same visually, you could just see the women taking in all of everything that was there. And it was such an imprint on my brain. I had forgotten about it for a while. And that represents so much of what happens inside of, you could say, normal sexuality. And, you know, for myself, in the background and journey that I, I've come to, when I first really started to make love more tantrically and with, was with a woman who received me in that way, it was like, wow, okay. I don't need to chase towards anything. I, you know, the woman doesn't feel like something's wrong if I haven't ejaculated. How many men have had that experience? It's like there's this weird feeling. Sometimes she says it, sometimes she doesn't, but it's almost like one person has done something wrong if semen hasn't come out of cock, which is, a, again, kind of a funny reality in a weird way. So. With all of this, like when agenda can be taken away and, and when like two beings actually meet in the fullness of what's possible there and sexuality just becomes the energy that you're moving through inside of that interaction without any goal, then orgasms become that much more. Like as soon as I stop trying to perform, was when I actually became a great performer. I wasn't calling it performance anymore. It was just being completely what was there without trying to check another one off. Oh, yep, I gave her 10 that day, that was good. Instead, it's like, wow, what, what is truly present that lets love be there? And then you move into a place where because of the non-agenda-based sexuality that you're both experiencing, you get to experience sexuality and lovemaking as a deep healing modality and really as a pathway to, to God, as a pathway to recognize that as these two beings inside their own inner union come together, there's a, a, another entity, there's another essence, there's another energy that gets to be revealed inside of that. But none of that can ever happen if either one is trying to relieve themselves because they're not doing it outside the bedroom or chasing some sort of goal. So when both beings come together in that way, of course, it's, you know, there's always little things outside of that. But in general, when that's the essence that's alive inside of the union, then you open this whole other um, seed of possibility inside of lovemaking, inside of connection. Yeah, and you know, it's a natural biological urge for a man to want to ejaculate, right? It keeps the, it kept the species going. However, if you think about it, now people aren't wanting to have babies all the time, and we don't need to populate the world, right? We're actually extremely overpopulated, which is why we condoms were introduced. And one of my friends, Nick Spadaccini, he, he had this great theory 
which is that instead of giving everyone condoms, we should have taught men sublimation because that was actually where human evolution was at. That because we're not wanting to seed so many women now, right, that we can draw that energy up. And because it is a natural biological urge to ejaculate, that's why it's a spiritual practice to not ejaculate. So every morning, you can just do this hollow flute practice that we're going, that we're going to teach you. I did just want to mention it's not just men, it's also women. So what I wanted you to share is what, it's, what is it like when you're making love to a woman who's just chasing her clitoral orgasm? Yeah, it's frustrating, annoying, and it's just like, okay, finish and let's move on. <laughs> no, I mean, for one, you know, I remember in interactions like that where you can just feel like she's just trying to get perfectly on top and rub her clit in the right way just to have her release. And then almost normally what I would experience after that is after she would have her release, she'd kind of like look at me in a certain way as though now it's like your turn. And it's like, okay, I've had my turn, you're going to have your turn, and then we move on with life. And when that's not there, you just get to experience like clit orgasm can be there, but it just becomes part of lovemaking. It becomes it's, you, part you're of You're not going essence. for it, it's a surprise. Yeah. And internal orgasm and orgasm through the body is, you know, as I've been saying, just as if not more enjoyable. Um, I mean, which of the women, sorry? Yeah, yeah no, and, and I mean, a woman can, I think there's like over 10 ways inside the yoni the woman can have an there's orgasm. There's an O orgasm, G-spot orgasm, there's A, a orgasm. What women in the room have found a big difference in their pleasure and the way that they orgasm since spreading the energy through their whole body? So the interesting thing is that, you know, like Aurika, I was very hooked on my clit orgasms. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how am I ever going to do this? And what the fuck are they talking about that, you know, you can have orgasmic energy all through the body and that's going to feel better. And like, it was so hard. And, you know, I'd feel that time when I was close and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, and then I'd go fast and tense up and just have my clitoral orgasm. And now it's so interesting because I've experienced how much better my orgasms are when I peak and valley. The more times I peak and valley, I actually, if I'm going to have a clitoral orgasm while Aaron's stimulating me, I'll actually just because I don't want to have it. And it's so hard to teach this because until you've experienced how good it is to move through the peaks and valleys instead of just going up to the peak, you don't know. So just take our word for it. <laughs> it's so much better. And, you know, like a clitoral orgasm that you have or an ejaculation that you have after five or 10 minutes or 20 minutes as opposed to a clitoral orgasm or an ejaculation that you have after, or for a man like a week or weeks or months, or even if he waits like an hour or a couple of hours is so much better. And for a woman, 
You know, you can have a clitoral orgasm before a man even enters you or like after a few minutes, but it's going to have nowhere near the amount of energy. Like if I do have a clitoral orgasm now, my whole body is shaking and trembling and it lasts so much longer. What women who have been practicing the microcosmic orbit can relate to that? Put your hand up. Right, so, th so there's, the, there's the proof. And what men who practice sublimation have experienced how much more orgasmic potential there is, the more hours or weeks or months they've, they've given seed retention. Put your hand up. All right, we don't have many practicing sublimators in the room. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get you there, maybe. <laughs> So a few things in what we've been sharing. One, around the vibrator. One of the best things, and this is especially for women, take the vibrator out mm -hmm. of your life. Because that over-sensitivity, that over-stimulation... You know, it desensitizes you. It clear. desensitizes. And I noticed such a difference. You know, it's, we've been together for two and a half years, but when I had you know, other lovers around, when I was with someone who had a vibrator, it was a very different experience compared to a woman that was just more without it because that years of using the vibrator takes away so much sensitivity to the clip. And then all you're wanting is a male vibrator. You're just wanting his finger to go as fast as the vibrator, right? Or you're wanting to move on him as fast as a vibrator moves. It's pretty hard without tensing up and being really focused instead of actually letting love in, what women can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, second one, and for men, you know, one of the best ways to practice your capacity to ride the, the ebbs and flows and the peaks and valleys is not necessarily when you're inside a woman. Like that usually <laughs> is a, a really last time when you, like, if you're really good right away, you might be able to do it. But one of the best ways that I started to be able to cultivate more of a capacity to bring myself to 80, 90% and then to come down was just in my own self-pleasure practice because then there's no expectations and not that there is expectations, but with lovers, like sometimes, you know, you get to that point and then she's like on it and you're like, oh, but I'm trying to do my semen retention and then you're, you're at that 100%. So take time in your own self-pleasure to really bring yourself to that 80, 90%, 70%, and then just stop all movement. Like when you can incorporate self-pleasure with deeper states of meditation, you can really enter an entirely different world of what's possible in this body. When you're, as a man, fully erect and your whole body is you know, in that place of wanting to ejaculate and then you just pause and you breathe and you let all of that start to cycle through the body, everything starts to change with your relationship with sexual energy. It no longer is something that you just need to release. It's something that you literally can take you to, to God, to experience God inside of you moving through you. Um, and the last point I wanted to speak on, and it's also around sensitivity, there was a, a moment many years ago with a um, really the first woman that introduced me into tantric lovemaking. And as a man, I was used to, like the only time I could be in a woman is when I was hard. Like if I got soft, it's like, okay, I'm out. And there was a moment where I was coming out and she was just like, pause. And I, and I, I was confused. I'm like, mm, penis, 
no longer hard. I stay, I leave, you know? She's like, <laughs> very like, monkey brain, monkey do. She's like, no, no, pause. And I was like, okay, like this is weird. I felt myself being weird. And what happened through time was by having more instances of that, usually be at the end of lovemaking, I actually increased more sensitivity, in, especially in the head of my penis, to be able to like feel more. Because often, and I'm sure men can relate, like our capacity to feel sensitivity, I feel it's at like a maybe a 10% compared to a woman's. Like that's just the ergonomics of this bodysuit. You know, it, it really, there's not many men that are like fully like, yep, I feel all of that. Like maybe, but in general, like our sensitivity isn't quite as strong. And what I found that in that practice, when I was just there inside of her, we were breathing together, I started to be able to increase more of the sensitivity for what I was able to hold. And it also, we won't go into it deeply, but it, you open up this whole other world of really slow, soft sex. So it doesn't mean like sex doesn't only happen when man is hard. Uh, of course, the, the, that's what you want most of the time. But when that's not there, you still can really enter and be connected really beautifully and deeply together in just slow, sensual breathing. And it, 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 there's a much different trajectory of what's possible when that is also put on the table. Yeah, and that valley, you know, when a man is soft is, is really precious and it has its own pleasure associated with it. Or the valley, you know, after lovemaking when you're just holding each other. But all of this requires a slowing down, right? It requires a meditative awareness. It means that there's four aspects, like when anyone, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard the tantric terminology connecting to God through sex, but it's, it's very floaty unless you've experienced it. And what it means is that you're experiencing the mystery, you know, you're experiencing the void, you're experiencing that spaciousness that you can't, you can't quite explain. And what it requires is that the four aspects that are present is, yes, there's a man and a woman, but there's the witness of the man and there's the witness of the woman, right? Because without the witness, you're not going to be able to slow down when you need to and be in the moment with that person, right? And that's where lovemaking is a meditation. So. If you're, you're utilising what we've just said, but you're not doing what I'm about to tell you, then it's going to be really difficult and it's just going to be another thing that you're trying really hard to achieve. And what, what that is, is bringing the witness to the bedroom. Making love making, supporting lovemaking to be a meditation. So can you witness whilst at the same time being being in that beautiful dance. Because if you can't, you're not gonna be able to handle that level of presence, right? So, if you don't meditate, you're not going to be able to take a woman to God. Simple as that, right? And with meditative awareness, as you're with a woman, touching her or entering her, what's happening is that your witness 
is able to watch what's happening inside of you, but then even more than that, meditate on her, meditate on the beloved, because as Aaron said, the female body is so much more responsive, right? And feels so much more deeply. So the undulations, even just by virtue of having a female body, the undulations are so much more amplified than in a man's body. And if you want to get in touch with your own feminine men, then get meditate on the beloved when you're making love to her. Be curious about how she's moving. Feel her more than you feel her. Go right into her sensations. And then that will support you to have more sensation. And most men don't make sound when they're making love. There is nothing sexier than a man who's like, he's getting close to coming and he's just like, Aah! and you know, releasing some sound. It's really, really sexy. And then, <laughs> and then also during lovemaking, if he's not tense and he's <sighs> breathing and sounding, the other thing that is really gonna support it is the macrocosmic orbit, right? So self-pleasure and meditate and get tantric massage to prepare you. We're gonna have a beautiful tantric massage temple tomorrow night where we guide you through tantric massage. If you know a good dakini or tantrika who can give you tantric massage, I strongly suggest it men, because what they do is they support you to feel your whole body and they connect your heart and your genitals and really pleasure your cock and worship your cock. And when you get close to coming, you, you tell them that you know, you're at about a seven, they slow everything down and you feel the peaks and valleys within your own body. So that's a beautiful practice. It's also a beautiful practice to share as a couple to enhance sensitivity and to increase intimacy between the two of you. And it's not a glorified hand job. Yeah, if, if it's a woman who is calling herself a tantriker and you get a blowjob at the end of it, She's calling herself a tantrika and she's just a glorified hand jobber. <laughs> it's good to know someone who is referring. There's not that many real tantrikas in Bali, as far as I know, as far as I've heard. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.